Welcome to the seventh inning because it's time for a three inning save podcast. Whoa, nice. This is the second take of me doing that because I thought of that intro seconds before going on air and I realized I had to do math to see if I should say sixth or seventh inning. It's late. I'm tired, but I'm excited to be here with Eric Steven. How are you doing? Hello. And just to reiterate, I hope it's something like a 13 to 4 lead to make it ridiculous that, that someone's earning a save in this game because those are the best kind of three inning saves in my opinion. I agree. So we're going to event you with opening days like this week. We have Ooh. to come up, I, we have to like set up like an alert system on uh, Stat Tracker or something like that. So we are alerted when there is a three inning save. But my question for you in the segment where we will talk about Major League Baseball three inning saves of the week, should one have occurred. Is it three or more innings saved, or do you exclusively want the three-inning save? I realize, like, it's hard to do a name that fully encapsulates because... (laughs) Three-inning or more safe podcasts. Exactly. (laughs) It's really... Our our podcast is actually the at least three-inning save. That's that's, that's what we are. Three-inning minimum in parentheses. Yeah. Our podcast has a parenthetical and a subtitle. (laughs) At least three innings or more save. (laughs) You know... How are you feeling? Oh, before we get into it, do you realize in the World Baseball Classic final? Um, wait. Oh, wait. No, maybe it was. I forget which game it was. Oh. One of the World Baseball Classic games. Oh, I think it was the Japan semifinal. There there could have been a five inning save. Mm. Um, I think. No, I it's one I forget which game it was, to be honest. Maybe it was the US. <laughs> oh, I think it was the US. It was the US semi against Cuba. Because I think they went four four one, um, because it was a blowout or whatever. Um, but yeah, it could have been a five inning because they relaxed the. You don't have to go five innings to get the win as a starter, so it could have been four inning win, five inning save. <laughs> oh, it would have been beautiful. and uh, just another disappointment. Uh, yeah, exactly. For, for United States fans, oh, but how much of? We'll talk about. It. I'm. I we're running late. We got to do a little bit of business. There's going to be an ad, and then we'll talk a little bit about World Baseball Classic. We'll catch you up on the Dodgers. Look ahead to opening day, and then questions from Craig after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It was the United States semi. Uh, Mikolas would have uh, would have gotten the gotten the save, but did not. Got a hold. <laughs> the, yeah. four, the four inning hold podcast. <laughs> oh man, that's a good, that that'll be our on the three inning save network. We have <laughs> the four inning hold on podcast. hold. Something. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, we'll 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 uh we'll workshop that. It was that was a very fun tournament. Yeah, I was. There is a question from Craig. A little little spoiler. There's a question for everybody. We'll go over this a little bit, but I we got to we got to leave the list a little bit with what you thought about it. So I concurrently I was deciding to I was. I wasn't going to do like an every game thing. My, my sort of goal was um, see how the Dodgers did each day and then figure out something to write about in pool play. I think I, I didn't skip a day, but like there was like one of the days was like limited and the rest of it just, there was like at least in pool play, it was like maybe two posts a day, just recapping stuff as it came up. And then, and then once it got later, it was like there, you know, us and mexico were in it so like the dodgers had the two players on each and and then um david peralta was with venezuela he got to the the um quarters and then so like there was all this stuff and then and then it just got really good so i was like i ended up writing about every game and then like the end was so great so yeah i loved it yeah the the japanese semi was just one of the like i watched the middle portion of it and then had to go take care of some family stuff but then came back and just rewatched all the highlights from the, the epic comeback yeah and what and just sweet jerseys from the japanese team i do hope the u.s updates their logo before 2026 yeah, it's pretty stale i i, I, I don't mind love... the, i don't mind the jerseys and the uniforms so much yeah. but yeah the, the hat logo is a little no oh. i like uh i i thought i like mexico's uniforms the best i think Mm-hmm. And I, and I think especially if they wear the green, although they had the in the the last pool game, they had like the pastel blue and pink, it was like a special thing, and that looked pretty sweet too. But um, they were good. But no, the uh, I didn't realize until like the last two games, they showed like they would show like a close up of someone on Japan. And I'm like, is that silk? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it looked, those look sweet. Yeah, they were just they were just a really really fun tournament. And not it's it's obviously totally unfair to say it was a coming out party for Shohei Otani because right. already MVP prior to this tournament, regarded as the best player uh, in baseball, still like he gained something like a million, two million Instagram followers. Yeah, like I thought that was him, pretty like wild. Like yeah, yeah it's something like somehow another level of of just popularity and cementing as the guy of baseball yeah and and you know what's great eric future dodger uh yeah look uh someone you know he i think when he got back to angels camp because he's gonna start opening day uh but he was saying something i would you know i I hope to like experience that kind of uh you know those kind of games again and everyone's like well (laughs) <laughs> there's one way to do that, buddy. <laughs> you know, no, there's more than one, but you know, you know what I mean. Like it was just pretty funny. 
um, yeah, it was, um, I lo- yeah, it was really good. Uh, the my only gripe, or not only gripe, but those games, those last three games should have been on Fox, not FS. Yeah, um, uh, ugh, ridiculous. That, that was a missed opportunity there. But but it, it, it was it, it was great hearing uh, Joe Davis though. Uh, yeah, he, he his he call does, of the of the walk the big off calls like so good so well <laughs> like yeah it, it was it was really good. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Dodgers, future what? home of Shohei <laughs> Otani. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so normally, opening day is uh, we're recording this on a Saturday. Opening day is Wednesday. Normal Thursday. Thursday yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> days of the week they're yeah <laughs> they run together. That's true. Um, it, no, normally, uh, uh, right around now, uh, excuse me, not no, normally not around now. Do we have, that's odd phrasing. And I, uh, a, a mystery or two left on the opening day roster. And we wouldn't really find out till sometimes the, the day of the morning of, uh, the, yeah. those kind of like last decisions, not a lot of mystery this year. No, they, this is bizarre in that regard. Um, to the point where, uh, it all, it came in waves over a couple of days, but like, it was essentially the the position players got like, you know, finalized not officially because they still have to do some maneuvering in terms of rock, but it's like it's nothing. There's not like an obstacle, but like the position players were set Thursday, and then Friday the pitchers were set, and then that's it. That's it. And we have like almost a week in between then and opening day. Um, so it, it was um. Yeah, it, it's something because, like, like you say, usually going into the freeway series, there's like they at least, even if they had almost made the decision or made the decision, they tend to wait on on announcing stuff. And this year, they're like, they're like, like they haven't officially said like, I there's nothing to say. Like, well, the 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 first one we're leading with, I guess, James Outman, right? He's he's making the team he's, as a rookie, um, and it's not like the Dodgers have to like announce that because it's just like he didn't he's just not getting sent to the minors right so like there's no announcement like jason hayward making the team which is going to happen he's a non-rostering by t so they actually have to add him to the roster they have to make 40 man space but then like gavin lux is going to go on the 60 day injured list so like that's not even a a thing like it's not that's a thing that's going to happen so but the outman thing it's interesting for a couple reasons we've talked about this i maybe every podcast for the last three months that we've done or whatever in some fashion. Um, the Dodgers told him Thursday morning that he made the team. Um, and the way it was shaking out, like the only real justification for Outman, like not making the team, at least that we thought was going to happen if it, if they didn't put him on the team was so he could play every day. Right. Like, because they didn't want, they wouldn't want him to be in the majors and like not, playing roughly every day even though he's not like a young prospect he's 26 so uh like you know it's it's one of those things and then but there was also this other easy they're like the easiest solution is you know you could play him every day in the majors right like, <laughs> and, and and it's, it's i don't think they're like fully committed to that but at least at what from what i've gathered from what like the reporters on site in arizona have said about what dave roberts said is that Outman's going to play a lot. So that's, I, I'm, I can't say I didn't see that coming, but it's like, that's a little bit of a departure from what like usually happens in these situations. Right. Um, because usually they have the depth, but I think one of the reasons this is happening is because 
boy, do they not have depth because um, <laughs> this, this kind of happened in, in waves. So for about a week, we were uh, the Dodgers were down to like 13 healthy position players on the 40 man. And, that, and that's a full active roster. Um, and But then there's also the accounting for um, Jason Hayward, who is going to make the team. So they really have 14. So there's only one one cut to make. And they optioned Yanni Hernandez, the utility infielder, Wednesday night. So then it's like, okay, well, the only way Altman isn't making it now is if one of uh, Steven Duggar or Bradley Zimmer, two veteran outfielders, like um, not very good hitters, but also good defenders. Bradley Zimmer, like I would say excellent defender, but also worse hitter. Um, and that's underwhelming. But then they also had utility man Luke Williams, who's – also a light hitter and like really you're going to carry these guys yeah. over outman now that, that so what, like, what you'll say and obviously that's not the case this year but what you'll frequently see is the yeah. we have an nri veteran guy who is likely to catch on with another team if we don't roster sure. him someone in the jason hayward vein who we're, we're going to start here put in this case outman and triple a knowing that at some point that might not shake but we have team control over the, the prospect, the younger player. We can we can kind of kick this can down the road. Versus if out of spring training you had to immediately go into say the playoffs or the world you know the World Series, James you know the younger player would make the roster. Uh, but in this case, they're they're not they're not playing around. And I think a big reason for that is they really can't afford to. Yeah, Craig Goldstein at Baseball Prospectus wrote as much the other day. If this was before the Outman making the team news happened. And it was like on the heels of, I believe they had sent uh, Gavin Stone to the minors like a couple days before. And this, like Gavin Stone last weekend struck out eight in three innings. He's he's basically like wiped everybody out this spring. He's, it's six and two thirds innings, right? But oh yeah, also 14 strikeouts in that. He struck out like over half his batters. Goldstein in his article argued that they should just put Stone in the rotation now, making him the fifth starter. Um, and just see how it goes because he has the by far the biggest upside on the team. And like that completely has merit, but like, so there's urgency, right? Cause the Padres are, um, you know, whatever the projections are either on, I think Fangraphs has the Padres pretty decently ahead of the Dodgers, whereas it's really close on Pakoda. Not that that's like all they go by, but the point is like, it's a competitive division. And so they don't have like the luxury, like they usually have had in like the last four or five years to like to sort of make these sort of eye eye toward the future, not desperate in the present type moves. Um, but the flip side of the the those players being like the other options to Outman, it just shows like after Gavin Lux got hurt, like now, like if someone gets hurt now, you're basically like Hernandez is on the 40 man. So he's like probably next man up. Michael Bush is also on the 40 man. He's not. I guess it depends who gets hurt or something, but he's more of a bat than he is a like position. Um, and, but yeah, it's it's bleak, man. Like it, they they can like ill afford uh, more more hits to that to the to the depth chart. Um, so th- that's like one of the uh, compelling reasons why like it made sense a lot more sense to just have Outman on the team and have him play, and, like just see how that goes, right? And then, but also, I guess I didn't. I don't know how much Jason Hayward's going to play. I guess I had sort of, I don't know, just been used to like the 
not having like the young guy like claim the job. I, but I, he's probably going to place a, a fair amount. But like if Altman's going to play more often and he- Hayward's more of the occasional veteran guy, like that makes a lot of sense. Like more sense than like the we really believe in his swing changes. He's our everyday center fielder. What <laughs> you know, or at least like the better side of a platoon or whatever. Um, yeah, so like I, that makes a lot more sense. Like having Outman be the the guy who plays more there. And just from a pure enjoying the game perspective, I'm really excited about this because I love the, especially given the the short cup of coffee that James Outman had last year, and then he's continued it by having just a red hot spring to get it to see him to try and continue that. There'll probably be the the adjustment period sometime later in the middle of the season, but see how how far he can come, especially as that. Never really highly touted, like you said, twenty mm-hmm. six year old out of uh, Sacramento State uh, prospect. You know, similar to Max Muncie, uh, kind of in that regard. Obviously, slightly different trajectory, having come over from the as having major league time, but still that kind of never, you know, super highly touted becomes just a, a star uh, potentially, and that would yeah, be he, really exciting. He just like I believe Fabian Ardaya put it this way. I think he he said. Outman forced his way onto the roster, yeah. and I think that's right. Like he just kept everything, like everything they asked him to do, he did, and 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 then more. Uh, a fun quirk about Outman: so he he only played four games last year, and he you know he was great in those four games. Um, all of them were on the road, so like opening day will be his first game at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. I have to look that up because I I I wonder. I don't know if he played in a freeway series game before, like he, he's going to, I'm assuming he's going to play Sunday or he'll be active, obviously. Um, so there's a, there's a freeway series game at Dodger stadium, but obviously that doesn't count, but I was just wondering if it'll be literally his first time at Dodger stadium, like in terms of playing a game. So that, that, that's going to be fun, but he's not the only rookie um, <laughs> who sort of uh, gained traction. Uh, obviously Miguel Vargas, also a rookie. We already knew about him. He's starting second base. Um, Ryan Pepio, though, won the fifth starter spot over another rookie, Michael Grove. Um, Pepio has the most upside among those two. He, the one, his like main drawback um, has been throwing strikes, and he's been throwing strikes in spring. So I think that he has potential to be really good. Not sure exactly how long Tony Gonsolin's going to be out with his um, ankle sprain, but like, you know, maybe it's it, it's probably at least a few weeks. So he's uh, Pepio is going to get a little bit of a run here, and just choosing like Outman and Pepio, like that, like that you know shows some faith in their like homegrown depth and like that they have upside there. So I think that's that's exciting. Like obviously there's there's downside to it, but it's it's better than like going with sort of a limited upside pseudo veteran and then like you know if, and if they don't pan out they don't pan out but also like there's not there's not as much to gain either i think they're so they're it's like playing both sides but also um andre jackson speaking we are the three inning save podcast so naturally having andre jackson in the bullpen he made the the last bullpen spot um as the long man and he is someone who each of the last uh, two major league seasons, he has a three inning save for the Dodgers, the only one in, in each year for the Dodgers. But also down the stretch last year in AAA, he had a four inning save in a one run game, mind you, an actual uh, nail biter that was in a pennant race. And they were, he was facing the team uh, they were competing with, Oklahoma City. 
So he is the embodiment of the three inning save, and uh, he's going to make the team. So I think it's it's perfect that we launch this podcast uh, just in time for that. So that sets the roster for the team for the year, just yep. to open the year, I should say. Uh, what other little uh, notes have come out of spring training before we kick it off for real? So I guess part of this was World Baseball Classic uh, delayed. Part of it was like probably the world – I mean, part of it was the MLB had this weird thing where – I think in in recent days or weeks they they asked teams to hold off on announcing their opening day starter so they can announce it in like a press release on this last Friday. <laughs> and like earlier in the spring, like the Reds announced like Hunter Green, a couple other teams did as well. So it's not that big of a deal. But I think everybody knew Julio Urias was going to start opening day for the Dodgers, and that is what's going to happen. That was announced Friday. But it's just funny how like it's weird how they try to make this thing out of it. Um, but anyway, he's going to start opening day. It's his first career um, opening day start. And I didn't, I guess I didn't realize this till I was thinking about it, but the, he'll be the fifth different Dodgers opening day starter the last five years. Um, part of that was because Clayton Kershaw was a late scratch in 2020 and Dustin May came in. But we, in the last five years, starting in 2019, Hyunjin Ryu, Dustin May, Kershaw again in 2021, and then Walker Bueller 2022, and then this year, Julio Urias. So, that's something. Um, they also, uh, Dave Roberts said the rotation order. Um, they're going to not, uh, Clayton Kershaw is not going game two. He's going game three. They're just basically sticking in the order they're in right now, like during spring. So everyone's going to be on five days rest first time through. Um, so Dustin May will be game two, Kershaw game three, Noah Syndergaard, and then Pepio. Um, I just want to note, obviously I haven't been to spring training this year, but uh, because I can read between the tea leaves and notice the order the, the pitchers are in. It's not that hard. But no, I was talking with my brothers via text uh, like earlier in the week and because my brother's birthday is April 1st, uh, no fooling. Um, and he was, uh, I believe he's going to the game on April 2nd. And he was asking me if he was going to get Kershaw. And I said, no, Um Oh no! Wait, is he going April second? No, I don't remember. I, I don't remember details now. It's a, oh no, he's going <laughs> April first. That's that's no, that's Saturday. Okay, sorry. Uh, but I, I said I think the order is going to be Urias, May, Kershaw, Syndergaard, and that's what it ended up being. So I'm <laughs> I'm taking credit for the dumbest possible victory here because it was very easy. No, they they were up in the air, and then they listened to you. You that's right. They took they, your they advice. Clearly, cracked my phone. But so for the most part, things are set. Having said that, by the time this come out comes out, <laughs> there's going to be a surprise trade. There's going to be like a weird, like toe fungus or something that someone's going to be on the injured list, and then uh, it's all going to change. But in lieu of that, uh, you know, I think we could still make some predictions or and or make some choices based on other um, things. Um, so I think we should get into it. I looked up some over unders. Um, from the folks at Bet Online, um, I selected a few. Um, it's not a comprehensive list by any means, but the first one that popped out was Mookie Betts, um, 82 and a half RBI. So the reason I brought this up is because earlier in the spring, um, Dave Roberts was talking about possibly moving Betts out of the leadoff spot where he's basically been the last bulk of his career. Um, you know, the idea is getting him to bat more often with runners on because he's like the best slugger on the team, basically. Um, and the 
it was more likely with Gavin Lux around because he was going to be the guy who probably would slot into leadoff against righties. Um, so they can move bets to like third or something. But because Lux is out, they don't really have another leadoff option they're comfortable with. So they're just going to keep bets leadoff. So that said, I looked this up. He drove in 82 runs last year, but he hasn't topped 80 in a, otherwise hasn't topped 80 in a year since 2017. So I, I don't know if we, we could do this contest style if you want, or we could just discuss each one. But um, I will say he was, Mookie was on pace for 105 ribbies in 2020 in the shortened season. He's driven in over 100 twice in 2016, 2017. Both of those years, he played like a quarter to a third of the time lower in the order, like third. And in some cases, um, I think fourth a few times. So do you have any any idea one way or the other I'm on taking this? the over aggressively. Wow, aggressively. Okay. Um, so, all right. So bets, 82 and a half. You're taking the over. And I will note aggressively, he said. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, you know, I am going to take the under. Wow. I, hater. I am. You know, I no, I'm I'm hoping for the weird. Are you um, a Padres fan now? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm hoping for the weird line of like 41 home runs and 79 RBIs. Something really, <laughs> something really weird. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take the under. Um, so the next one I wrote is Freddie Freeman, 302 batting average. This this is one of those. It's it seems a little tricky. Like it seems obvious, maybe not. He hit 325 last year. His XBA since 2020, 343, 320, 313. Before that, it was 292, 298, 294. So he's like in that range, even if he like regresses. Um, do you have a thought one way or the other on Freddie Freeman 302? You know what I'm, I'm disappointed. Do? I didn't. I'm disappointed they didn't. They didn't do um, a half. Somehow. I was going to say I'm going to be a. I'm going to be wild here. Push. Oh, nice. I like that. Um, so I am going to, I'm going to go over. I was actually prepared to go under on this. I was, I think I, I had sort of resigned myself to just do the opposite of what you said. <laughs> wow. No, just, you know, just it's the probably, of, probably fair strategy. Um, but I think the more interesting one for Freeman is 24 and a half home runs. So he hit 21 home runs last year, but it's not like he was bad, right? He was hitting, he hit 47 doubles. Um, he hit 25 or more home runs four times. I, I actually would have thought it was more, um, but it was 2016, 17, 19. He had a career high 38 that year. And then also 2021, he was on pace for 35 home runs in 2020. So I, I think he's, he's probably, I, I'm going to go, I'll go first on this. I will say, I will go over on this. I will not say aggressively. I will give you the chance to say, if you say under aggressively, that'll be impressive. But no, I'm going to say over on 24 and a half home runs for Freeman. I'm going under. Okay. I think uh, a similar line to, to last year is what yeah. I'm expecting. Except I, obviously I, a 302 batting average on the top. Exactly 302. Uh, I will say if he doesn't eat, or if he does, if he does go over or under, I. I would like him to have 50 doubles because I need another, I need a 50 double season. I, I've been waiting for it. He almost had it last year. It didn't happen. Um, the other home run thing that was interesting, J.D. Martinez, uh, 21 and a half. Uh, he hit 16 in uh, last year. 
uh, only seven in the shortened year of 2020. That was actually a really bad year. He was he was above average offensively last year. Um, excluding 2020, his last eight full seasons, he's averaged 31 home runs. So he's generally very good uh, home run hitter. Uh, do you have any thoughts on JD Martinez taking the under? Under for JD Martinez. So I, wow, I'm I'm on Johnny Power guy over here. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go over as well. Um, okay. Uh, the next one will go to pitching. Clayton Kershaw over. Is it a good stat? Over. Is it a bad stat? Yeah. Under. Well, never, pitchers, never no, not do it. Uh, ten and a half wins. Uh, he was twelve and three last year. Twenty two starts. He was ten and eight in twenty two starts in twenty twenty one. I, I that's a pretty good number. You say over. Yep. I also say over. Yeah, you can't, you um, can't not. Bet. The other um, yeah. one thing, Julio Urias, one hundred and seventy and a half innings. Um, he was 185 and two thirds in 2021, 175 last year. Um, you, you want me to go first, or do you want to take it? You go ahead. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, I. Th- hmm. I think he's going over. Under. Yeah. I was writing it down. To- I could have. I could have. I was I don't know. I, I was I didn't have a strong feeling either way on this. Uh the other interesting one is Tony Gonsolin, who we mentioned is gonna be out with a sprained left ankle. He was sixteen and one last year. The over unders eleven wins. Again, not choosing a half. Cardinal sin of uh over under setting. Um it's unknown when he's gonna be back. He started throwing off mound Friday. So even if you like take the conservative route and say he's doing spring training over again, um so it's like facing hitter or throwing off a mound, facing hitters, bullpen, simulated game, like four simulated simulated games or something, slash minor league rehab. So let's be conservative and say like May first. So he knocks off a month of the season. So he's five months. Do, do you think he's over or under or push eleven wins? <laughs> under. Um, I'm gonna go push because I like. Uh. I want to have a push. Um, so Yours is a little under. easier to hit than mine. <laughs> no, I. Well, I'm. An, so I, on that, was, if he's like 302 trailing, do they do they go to the decimal meter? I wonder. Oh, oh, like in terms of catching yeah. it. I'm not. I, I want to make that clear. <laughs> I would no. I would imagine it's 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 rounded. Like okay. so, if he's like 3015. I'm counting you know, it. I, I, that's a 302. So like yeah. you're, yeah. Um, and then, okay. So that, that's the, the last individual, but we're going to each pick numbers on this instead of over under win total for the Dodgers this year. Uh, as of Saturday, uh, Pakoda on baseball perspectives had the Dodgers at 94.6 wins. Uh, we're going to do whole numbers, by the way. Um, Fangraphs <laughs> had them at 87. Uh, 87 seems low. I will say that. Um, do you have a win total? I uh, do. I've written mine down. Would you uh-huh. like to go? Oh yeah. I don't want you um, cheating off my answer. No, uh, I was on. Yeah, I. I did an NLS preview with our um, uh, fans first sports network colleagues at um, the Croncast, um, the Giants podcast, and the Rockies podcaster as well. And I predicted ninety three wins for the Dodgers, so I'm sticking with that. All right. Can you see? Just so you, you know, I'm not cheating. Ninety seven. Uh, Okay, I can't because I have too many windows open. I couldn't get to your, <laughs> you in time. I'm still holding it up. Right, I got check. you. Yeah, ninety-seven. Okay. Yeah. I, this last year, I think we both were 
I want to say over the projections and they yeah, blew still, Arbor. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's the fun thing about this. Like again, <laughs> it, they're going to, I mean, 2020 was obviously a shortened season. This year is going to be the Dodgers' worst record since 2018, probably. <laughs> probably, the, only, yeah. but only because their their last their seasons were 106, 106, 111, with a higher winning percentage in a shortened season in between. So, like, they, they I've said this a lot. They have a lot to fall just to 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 still be good. So, like, yeah, that's we have quite a range, but uh, I like it. Well, uh, I think this is the time you uh, attempt to embarrass me. With uh, this, malicious this is intent. not so much of an embarrassment as as much of a, a nice, fun trivia question. Um, okay. So we're recording this on Saturday. The True. Uh, the air is the air. Oh, you got it. <laughs> back to you. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> uh, Arizona portion of spring training is over. The Dodgers played twenty eight games uh, in uh, the Phoenix area. One of the games was rained out. They was they were going to play twenty nine. Um, who led the Dodgers in spring training games played uh, again through March 25th? There's only a handful of names I can guess, so eventually I should get it, right? We'll find out after this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Which Dodger led the Dodgers in Arizona Spring Games? Uh, games played right that's, that's the, right I, a r- real quick aside while i buy my time to come up with more names i feel like they should make up spring training games this is vital <laughs> like, oh <laughs> they delay so, opening day <laughs> sorry <laughs> we gotta make there, there was um a couple i think this was when don mattingly was manager he said when i think it was when he was still a player um they can they would convince rookies that there were they you got like um, I think like a TV set if you won the Grapefruit League batting title, that kind of a thing. <laughs> so like it's that level of seriousness. I think that they should they should totally make these. Absolutely, up. I want I want <laughs> I don't want a, a brand new TV. I want a brand new TV circuit. Don Mattingly as a player. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> it, it's a console. The, the, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Chris Taylor, a, a Sony Watchman. Um, I am looking. So no, Taylor finished five games behind this fellow. I will say so. They so the Dodgers played twenty seven games. Um, they had two split squad days, and both games were at the same time on those days. So mm-hmm. the maximum someone can play is twenty five games. Okay. Chris Taylor played seventeen. Do you have another guess? Let's uh, top of the show. We'll, we'll bring him back, James Alvin. No, but I was going to veer into this. I will tell you. 
James Outman led the Dodgers this spring in plate appearances, 58. Oh, she count. Extra, extra base hits, 7. Hits, 14. And total bases, 26. To, to distract you before we get to the actual games played leader, um, which Dodger led in most runs and most walks at the same player? <laughs> I, I, I do the... Um, Max Muncy. No, I'll give you a hint on this one. Think of someone um, who was forced to see pitches. <laughs> oh, um, Vargas. Yeah, he, he walked nine <laughs> times. He scored eight times. Uh, so um, what about most home runs and most RBIs? Also the same person. Uh, <sighs> Max Muncy. No, I will give you the, another hint on this one. It's, it's <laughs> actually it's, it's more impressive that this person. Okay, so Mookie Betts? No, um, Freddie Freeman. That's right. There we um, go. It's like one of the. I was gonna say the World Baseball Classic is screwing up my thinking in this. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint uh, on the games played. It's a non-roster invitee who, as of recording, is still in Major League camp. He's not going to make the team, but he's not been sent down yet. Uh, oh, God, stretching my knowledge of spring games I've watched. Um. Center fielder. Nope, tapping out. Nope, brain's not Drew, there. Drew Avens. Oh. Um, <laughs> he played so he, who laid down a great bunt, and my dad is fair. I told him he's like, my dad's like, you, he should make the team. I'm like, he's not going to make the team. And he was very disappointed to hear that. <laughs> um, uh, it would be nice for Drew Avens to make the team or make the majors this year for a couple reasons. One, he is a nice, nice player. Um, he is a fast, the speedy guy, good base runner good center fielder like good instincts that kind of thing he made he i think in 2022 all right 2021 he um he reached base in like 50 straight games before he got hurt uh he's just been a generally good player but also if he makes the majors that will mean three consecutive dodgers 33rd round draft picks will have made the majors <laughs> he, he's the 2018 33rd round pick 2016 was zach mckinstry 2017 was Brett DeGus, who was picked in the Rule 5 draft uh, in 2021 and ended up pitching, I believe, for Arizona and Texas that year. He's been in the minors since, but like, uh, I think that would be a nice, cool, fun trivia uh, to have. So, um, but the other, let's let's go a couple more. Uh, most stolen, most stolen bases, also an active non-roster invitee who was also mentioned previously on this podcast as a potential um, Outman replacement, if. Didn't make the Steven Duggar, Luke Williams. Yeah, see, uh, uh, was the, I, uh, for the um, the previous question, that's who that was who I was trying to think of, but my my brain wasn't functioning at the at the I, moment. I will say Avens stole three bases, so he's right there. Um, wait, someone did someone else steal three? Oh, Yanni Hernandez. So you get what they're going for. This <laughs> other, um. The other, the other, the the sort of negative one, or it's not, it's not sort of, it's negative. Uh, most <laughs> most strikeouts among hitters. Chris Taylor, twenty three, I believe. <laughs> entering Saturday, I didn't look up after that. He was one off the major league lead in spring training, um, but forty percent strikeout rate this spring, and he he has six hits and forty eight at bats. It, it's a rough go right now for Chris Taylor. So we'll, we'll see how the beginning of his season starts, but I, you, you did good. I, that's why I had all these other, I, it wasn't so much to like that you were going to get Drew Abens. It was more like, I like seeing 
the guys who played. Like with Avon specifically, I keep during the spring because there's so many players that play and pitchers and stuff. I like to keep like a log of when people played and what where. So like I look back, Avon's played the last 18 game days. So like he was constant. Like he's always in. He he didn't start a single game. He all the his games were in reserve. So, um, you know the like a regular outfielder or whatever would start he'd end up at center field or left field or right or whatever like to finish the game so he he's always he was always there so nice spring for him i think i get most upset when you ask me a question about like the 1990 dodgers because it's like before yeah. the rookie of the year streak where i kind of started paying attention and it's before the, the 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 88 team and the 81 team and the infield and all that and it's just this awkward yeah. era why, um, why didn't you get Steve Wilson or Todd Benzinger? <laughs> uh, or, or you'll ask me a question about like the f- 1940s Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, but yep. this is right here where you kept – I was prepared for you. One question you sent me. I would have gotten it wrong, but you sent it to me anyways. I was ready for, with a few names. Uh, so I, I – which is a long way to say I am looking forward to uh, uh, having my my friend Craig, your friend Craig, mm-hmm. uh, asking you some questions because it is time for questions from Craig. Probably too much gets made on who starts on opening day, but it is a thing. So here are some more questions, more questions about recent Dodger opening day lineups. Are you ready? Sure. Julio Urias has been named the Dodgers 2023 opening day starting pitcher. Urias will be the fifth different Dodger pitcher in the last five. Hmm. Hey. <laughs> uh, oh, ha, ha. No, it's not that question. Like, I know. Dana, I know. you just did this. I, I didn't. Uh, that has only happened one other time in an L.A. Dodger history. Can Eric name those starting pitchers? Oh, Hint, God. Okay. It did happen in the wild card era. <laughs> this is. Uh, this is a good question this would have been a fun one for me to try and answer and i might have been able to do it okay so i'm probably not where i'm having trouble uh, i'm trying to think here um thing 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 um oh god okay (laughs) um I'm going to, I'm just going to guess. Oh, wait, no. Okay. I'm going to guess. Is it 2007 to 2011? Those are the years. It is. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go backwards because I'm having a little trouble at the front end. Kershaw, Vicente Padilla, the (laughs) greatest choice. Um, 2009, I, was it Randy Wolf? It was not Randy Wolf. Oh my God. Okay. Um. Uh, was it Hiroki Kuroda? It was. Um. So 2008, Derek Glow. He's on this list. <laughs> he was okay, 2007. So, <laughs> so, oh, we've ran out of years. So. Okay. So wow, 2008. Um. They already. Mm, Was there any wolf? No. Um, let's see. No. Uh, wow. Two thousand eight. Oh, is it? Um, no, it wasn't. Hmm. Two thousand eight. 
Um, is this was it Hiroki Kuroda? It was no, they was two to the nine, five different players. Kuroda oh, did I a, see him? Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Kuroda was I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what a brain fart that was. Um, so 2008 um, could have been least. Hiroki Kuroda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and it it's not. Was it Chad Billingsley? Nope. Well, we'll give you one more guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, all right. So, I'm I'm trying to think of this in terms of um, the postseason. But 2008, the other person I'm thinking of, I thought he would have been gone by this time. But I'm I'm probably just blanking. I'm having a hard time on this one. Um, I'm just going to say, because the only one that comes to mind, I'm, I have no confidence in it, but Brad Penny. It is Brad Penny. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Good job. Ooh. I believed in you. Right now, it could be Chris Taylor or Miguel Rojas as the 2023 opening day Dodgers shortstop. In recent Dodger history, there was a six-year stretch of different opening day Dodgers shortstops. Can Eric name those players? Oh God! Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So it has. To, it's going to be. I know Seager had injury history, but it was. I, I. I'm fairly certain. It's it either before him or it like ends with him. Um, <sighs> let's see. Um, uh, this is this is tough. Oh. Sorry, I'm looking ahead of the future questions. Yeah. I'll let you know they follow this format, and there are some some names <laughs> on coming. Mm-hmm. You can get I I believe you can get this one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I believe you can do this. Okay. Um, this is terrible. Um, so I'm trying to just piece things together. I know. Blake DeWitt ended up starting at third, so it's not him. But then if you go like, oh, man, when did they? And then it was like, when, when did, how late was for call around? And things get real dicey. Um, but then I don't remember the fill-ins. <laughs> so, um, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, let's just let's just let's just try this. So, yep. sixteen Seeger, fifteen Rollins. Yep, yep. Um, fourteen Hanley. Yep. Thirteen Hanley injured himself. Um, so I will come back to it. Um, <laughs> and twelve is. Oh no! Wait, is could twelve be Justin Sellers, uh, or is thirteen Justin Sellers? Thirteen is Justin Sellers. Oh, Yolo is back. <laughs> we're, we're back on a different platform. Um, so wait, so I need twenty eleven and twenty no twenty twelve and twenty eleven. No, because sixteen Seeger. Oh, it's six. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Oh, so 11 is for call then? Uh, yes. 
Um, 12. God. Um, ooh. 2012 Dodgers. You had um, Kemp coming off MVP. Started to get hurt. Who in the hell was it shortstop? Oh, no. Um, I am having a hard time. Uh, uh, Jamie Carroll. <laughs> Excuse me. Jeez. Complete uh, brain fart. No. Okay. Um, One more guess. Yeah. Um, not a, I was reading the 2012 Dodgers roster, and, uh, and Aaron Hurrain's face was just staring at me. <laughs> All there right, okay, that's a good way to think about it. So he's when he struck out nine straight pockets, <laughs> who, who was behind him at short? Um, so, and that's not even like I don't I know Miguel Rojas wasn't around opening day, but also he wasn't didn't debut until fourteen. Um, but I'm I'm thinking along those lines, and I just I just cannot I can't think of it. I don't know who I can't. I'm going to be mad when it comes up, but I don't know. Dean Gordon. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Dang it. Well, it's the same question, except it's seven names now, and the position is first base. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I will give you the years if you would like me to. Okay, but let me let me just try to think. So, okay, it, it's got to be a ways back because... It's even, a decent ways back. Yeah, because even just going back, we, we there's... We're close enough to like Adrian Gonzalez and Loney, and then so it can't it can't be like the, the latest it could end is like probably two thousand eight or maybe seven. It does, in fact, end in two thousand eight. That yeah, is the okay. la- the last year, I should say. So two thousand eight is Loney, correct? <sighs> two thousand six is Nomar. Two thousand seven is Nomar. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. the, what did they do? All right. Um, <laughs> 2006. That was also when they had Super Scout Bill Miller, Bill Miller at third, but then maybe they had to move him around. No, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to work my way back to that. Um, 2005 was everybody's favorite Hesop Choi. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, uh, so what, what year did I end with? Or 2008? Uh, so yeah. I got to go back to 2002? Uh, yeah. Okay, so 03 is McGriff. Yep. Um, two, uh, oh, 2004 is Sean Green. It is. <laughs> uh, so Noted first I, baseman. Well, with this shoulder injury, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. I need two thousand two and two thousand six. You need two thousand two and two thousand six. That's correct. Okay. Um, oh man. So two thousand two. Let's let's think back to this. Dave Roberts coming into his own, um, playing regularly. Uh oh. Robin Ventura? Nope. 
Um, who in the hell played? Oh, 2000. Wait, 2002? 2002 and 2006. Eric Karras. Eric Karras in 2002. Um, so, um, 2006. Oh, God. Um, Russell Martin didn't debut until May. Heath Eater was around that time. Obviously, they're not first baseman. I'm just working through it. Um, uh, second base. Oh. No. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I'm going to. Kent was at second. I'm, I'm just going to. I'm talking it out. Um, 2006. They still. They had J.D. Drew. Oh, numberless uniform. I mean, nameless uniforms. Um, Kenny Lofton, center. Um, God, I don't remember who was in left to begin the year. Um, so you, you remember how you start? Oh, you have a guess. I'll let you do it, and then I have a hint. Almedo signs. There you go. Nice. My yeah. hint was going to be, you know how you were saying that, <laughs> that certain hitters just have the their, their defensive position is bat? Uh, yeah. That's uh, uh Wow. All right. All right. I'm proud of myself. The final position, seven names again. Left field. Why? <laughs> oh, how recent history is this? Can I can I'm gonna I give you the years. Yeah. I'm I'm nice to you. You've been yeah. you struggling a little bit. You've got you've done well, but you have yeah. uh, taken your time. Yeah. Two thousand three to two thousand nine is what you've gotta do. Left field. Okay. Uh Juan Encarnacion would be 04. Nope. 03? Nope. Oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he must have been in right. Um, what's this? 2003 to 9? Correct. <laughs> you got it right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so. Uh. Left field. This is hmm. this hurts. Uh, I'm. I don't know why I'm like blanking on this, but so <laughs> let's say hmm. Two thousand two thousand nine's Manny. Correct. Is. 2007 ETH year? 2008 is ETH year. Uh, yeah. The, the oh. <laughs> okay. Wait. No, no, no. Um, so, oh, 2007 was Luis Gonzalez. Correct. Um, 2006. Um, oh, God. Um, who in the hell is in left? Uh, I'm trying to like the that bizarro 2005 team. <laughs> uh, wait, let me, let me work back. So 2004 is 2004 Jason Worth? It is not. Um, I'll let you know right now. No Jasons appear on this list, which is rather <laughs> okay. surprising. Yeah. Um. 2003. One of the worst. Oh, no, he was at first base. Uh, no, no. What about no. Daryl Ward? <laughs> no. Um, 2004, current Dodger. I'm sorry? 
2004, <laughs> current Dodger. Man to left field for opening day. Perhaps the man managing the team. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, fine. Dave Roberts. Um, so you're missing three, oh, five, and six. Uh, oh, wait. Nope. I don't even think he was there this year, but I'm going to guess Marquise Grissom for 2003. I think no. he was gone by then. So that was, uh, if you recall, uh, I forget the trivia question because I don't have a memory, but I threw two names at you regarding Centerfield, and I guessed Marquise Grissom, and then I guessed one other name, which would oh. be the correct answer for 03. Oh, man. I don't, I don't, because it was Devon White last week, um, but I, that was before that. So I, I don't know who else you guessed. Brian Jordan for 03. Nice. So All five right. and six. Any stabs? So five is is throwing me because and two thousand five. I'll say is a very two thousand five Dodgers name. No, for sure. But like, I remember like, um, was it Nakamura at third, where he <laughs> he probably played like eleven games or something, and then he was gone. But then, oh no! And then they also had like Jose Valentin was on that team, and then like. Just a, it just didn't work, man. Like, but like, <laughs> I, I, I can't. Oh, wait, maybe he didn't. Was JD Drew in 2005? Or was uh, he no. already in right? Okay, yeah, I, I don't know then. I'm, I'm out. Uh, 2005 is Ricky Lede. Oh, and 2006 course. is Jose Cruz. Oh, those are just perfect, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, as soon as I like, looked at the, all this, like, wow, that is a good part of my. I don't want to say childhood, but uh, sure. formative high school years. Yeah. College years. Oh, no, All right. Whew. We, we got through it, Eric. Proud of you. Oh. Those were great questions. That was that was a lot of fun. Fun yeah. names. I hope our listeners had fun playing along or just listening to you squirm as, Either way. as, as I did. Right now, it could be uh, – wait, no. I already <laughs> – it's the second <laughs> trivia question, not the second question. Contest time. Name oh, no. your 2023 postseason participants. There's it's like half the league makes it these days. I have to, ugh, that's a lot. And for a tiebreaker, name the AL and NL league leaders in wins. No, um, okay. <laughs> um, so it, it's six teams each make it right. Yep, <laughs> Ugh, it's so many uh, teams. All right. So do we just name six names, or do you? Do you we don't have to do the division. No, but, all right. Yeah. Although I am going to have to because, like, otherwise I'm going to like embarrass myself. Right. So I, I, I am <laughs> not have an I, AL Central winner. <laughs> I, I do, I do think the Padres will win the division because I am a hater. Um, but so obviously the Dodgers are making it. So um, Padres, Dodgers. Um, I still think so. And then I also go Braves. I'm just going to say Braves division, Mets wild card. And then I'm going to get out in front of you. Padres, Dodgers, Cards, Braves, Mets, Phils, which I think was the playoff teams this past year, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, so I, I was thinking that too. Uh, so, oh man, this feels bad. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to do that, too. So apologies to the content. We just want to be right. Um, <laughs> um, also, Cardinal Phillies. Oh, so best best record. Oh, oh yeah. we have to do the AL. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think uh, Craig split this up by division last year. Now it's all at once. All at once. Yeah. I have uh, I've written down my guess. Okay. So 
uh, Astros. Oh, oh, sorry. I wrote my note for NL win leader. I'll do AL oh. too. Um, so Astros, Cleveland, Yankees. Mariners, Blue Jays. This is it's just the same stupid team. Um, <laughs> um, Angels. I'm, I'm sucking, uh, sucked into the the hype. Um, ask. I'm gonna. My, I'm different this year. Right, the <laughs> Astros, Twins. Yeah. Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Orioles, Yankees. What about what's your sixteen? You only have five. Uh, oh no, I definitely counted wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll go. You have three East teams in it right now. I'm the, the two East. Yeah, okay. I'm just uh, Cleveland. Yeah. All right. And then for I will say the Yankees have the best record in the a, in the AL. That's also what I'm going to say. So our tiebreaker will have to be the NL win leader. I. I hope you don't pick my team. Um, let me think for a second. So I have the Padres beating the Dodgers, and I have the Braves winning. I'll go Braves. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the only thing we have different is... We, I have the Twins, I think, yeah, I, and, and, and it's, the Angels. <laughs> it's the Battle of Rod Crew. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Uh, did you have the Orioles, too? I think there might have been two AL teams. Oh, yeah. Play. You have the Orioles. I have Mariners. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I can't think of exactly. <laughs> oh, the battle of what? Eric Bedard, Adam Jones or something? Yeah. <laughs> Eric Bedard is good. Yeah. Uh, all right. There's more contests. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But predict the game number when the Dodgers use a sixth starting pitcher. And for fun, who will be that unknown Dodger player? So I have to ask a question of you real quick for this are we counting bullpen opening shenanigans no no so the first actual start yeah, with yeah, the expectation I, think, that they're gonna go and, yeah if there i don't think there's gonna be a dispute but it, we could talk it out if there is but like i i just think <laughs> it's, it's gonna be pretty obvious like you, you know but i will would count it if a new bolt guy follows an opener oh see that's if, what i'm if, getting at uh, i see but I, I mean, I would have meant like not counting the first pitcher as the six. Like the, no, the to me, it's got to be someone who's because it's specifically six starting pitcher. So to me, it is a starting the sixth pitcher who starts a game with the intent of pitching five or more. Okay, innings, that's fair. That's fair one. too. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right. Um, and then my answer is Michael Grove. I want it to be Gavin Stone. I, I, I'm also going to say Groves. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> um, but, I'm putting a lot behind the Orioles and the Twins. <laughs> but now we have to pick which game. And I just, you can think about this while I pull something up because <sighs> this is like, one of my favorite fun schedule. facts. If, if you remember uh, our first, the first time we did the um, True Blue LA podcast was 2013. And that was the year um, the Dodgers went into camp with eight starting pitchers. And everyone's like, "How are they going to manage these eight? And then, and didn't they... that happen recently too? Like it feels oh, like yeah. that like, always happens. Um, like, like, so I'm I'm looking up because it was a comically comically early point in that season where they used like a six starter. 
Um, one, two, three, four, five. Um, by the fourteenth game, they used their six starter. <laughs> um, and by seven, by the twentieth game, they used their eight starter. <laughs> So to give you an idea of how apparently uh, I'm not even that tired and it's not even that late, but I'm I'm acting as if both those things were true. I am looking at the Dodgers schedule, trying to figure out uh, like what what game I think it would be I'm looking at the March schedule and uh, and taking an unreasonable amount of time to not realize that they're playing different teams. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're at Cleveland and then they're at Seattle and then this, Arizona. That's weird. This, what? What's co- oh, wait, just playing all 29 teams <laughs> schedule is really weird this year. Um, oh, um, it will be Thursday, the 20th of April. Uh, I was gonna say, no, I'm just kidding. Um, um so you're saying, but just to put, so that is actually their 20th game. Okay. Um, I, th- mm. I think it's going to be May 2nd, okay. which is their second game. By, by smalling the, the rules here. 31st game. Okay. Cool. So. Jacob 20th, Eric 31st. Okay. I know we uh, kind of fronted this question a little bit. If you judge an event on the last image of play, Shohei Otani striking out Mike Trout with an unhittable slider is a great way to end that competition. What were your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic? Any any uh, thoughts that come back to mind? Um, I thought just generally, um, again, only watching on TV, but also just hearing from people who were there, the atmosphere looked incredible. Yeah. Like, especially the games in Miami. Also, the earlier games um, that were in um, Tokyo and also yeah. when, like, Taiwan played at home, too. Mm-hmm. There were some games in there where it was just raucous. Like, but yeah. even I, um, just... Yeah, I got to go. Incredible. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, um, yeah. I was going to say, I got to attend the, the first ever semis and finals. Uh, and so there was a semi that was Korea versus Japan. And that oh, was man. just one of the most electric games I've ever been a part of. And that was, you know, before this momentum uh, really, really got building. I think the only other thing I, I, I meant to mention it when we were talking about Shohei. But I think my favorite little subplot of the whole thing is the the Czech player striking him out on three pitches. Whoa. The electrician, I think. <clears throat> yes. And then Shohei asking for his jersey, getting it signed by the whole team, wearing the Czech hat as he landed in Miami, I think, and then having all of the Czech Republic hats sell out. <laughs> it's just there like... were there were so many like great little <laughs> stories like that that made it that made it cool. And like you could tell, like uh, there was also the 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 like twenty year old from Nicaragua, the pitcher who struck out yeah. three Venezuelans <laughs> and then got signed to a contract <laughs> like that day by the Tigers, like. That's awesome. Like just yeah, just random stuff like that. Um yeah, it was it was just a whole lot of fun. Like I, I will say in the early rounds, the games that were in um Taiwan and Tokyo, they they were overnight in, in on Pacific mm-hmm. time, I guess, and super early on the east for at least for some of them. So I did not see all of those, but like I would there would just be this weird thing where if I happened to wake up like as an old man does uh, in the four o'clock hour or something. 
I would I'd flip on my phone. I'm like, oh, there's a game going, and then I would just check and see. And then like, if it, no, it was I the think... best part of following NPB. It, it, there are not there is not a regular yeah. like the uh, Hokkaido Nippon Hand Fighters don't have a regular English broadcast. Uh, and and I love I love watching and listening to the Japanese commentary, but I don't speak Japanese, so it's a hard thing. A big thing for me in baseball is having it on, kind of in the background while I'm working or something. And it, mm -hmm. it's that's difficult background to kind of follow and learn learn about the league and learn about the team. It's still great, um, something great to put on in the background. Uh, but when I was not needing to work or whatever and was able to actually really pay attention to a game, for instance, I was I did tune turn it tune into. Uh, Ryoki, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, on, on his attempt for the second perfect game. And that was just so much fun oh. to get to do at like two in the morning. Um, wow. So. He, he looked really, I know he gave up the three-run homer um, in the semifinal against Mexico to Luis Urias, but he looked so good. Yeah. Ryoki Sasaki. Another like, future he, Dodger. It's really cool. It's, it's wild how this, all this is coming together. Um, the other uh, sort of Dodgers related fun thing was um, when Austin Barnes stole a base off Will Smith. <laughs> in, in, uh, so they were talking about that like during the tournament, like, oh, it's going to be fun going, you know, going back in catchers meetings. So I haven't heard anything from folks who are there like um, if if that's like if that's happened yet. You know what I mean? Like uh, since they've come back, I've. I don't know if any of the reporters have asked, like, hey, are you, is, is this a thing? You know, like, do you have fun with it or anything? But, like, I would imagine Austin Barnes, might, not that they're, they're, they're both pretty good, but, like, Will Smith probably would be, like, downplaying it more than anything. But, but, but I think it would be probably a little fun thing. But I haven't heard anything at, since the tournament. But that, that, I thought that I was mean, a, imagine a the Dodgers pitching lineup with Sasaki and Otani in three years or whenever Sasaki can be posted. Yeah, and and oh. Kershaw still still around. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> to mentor them, yeah. going, as if Otani needs mentoring. But I'm sure, uh, and it would be reuniting of the All Star gameplay where Kershaw picked off Otani. Oh, that'd be oh, that'd be great. Nice. All right, final question, and you know what that means. We're about to get hungry. Opening day means baseball, hot dogs, and peanuts. Correct. Mm -hmm. And and uh, it won't be opening day. Uh, Melissa, my wife. My wife. Uh, uh, it will be out of town for the next couple of days, which ah. means it's just me, my dad, and Eleanor. And we are mm -hmm. going to be getting hot dogs from somewhere and watching one of the, the Freeway Series games. Yeah. Um, uh, so it, it means hot dogs for me, even though it's not quite opening day. Uh, sure. We'll pretend. Uh, so the, on to the question, I guess. Sorry, I got distracted by hot dogs. That's if you right. could have any topping on a hot dog, chili, kraut, chargo style, or just some condiments, what would you pick to enjoy? And is the baseball stadium the only place to eat peanuts in a shell? I think we're no. both going to answer no with this, but for different reasons. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I've, I've gotten shelled peanuts at home, you know, mm -hmm. to eat at home. But, like, I prefer not to at home. Like, that is that is a pretty unique ballpark thing. Uh, but also, I, uh, my, um, my nephew used to manage, and before that, he was a server at um, Texas Roadhouse yep. Restaurant. Mm -hmm. And one of their big things is, you know, peanuts. And you just right. Five guys as well. Yeah. And so, like, there's that. Not that I'm, like, frequently eating at those places anymore. But, like, 
I, I guess I've, I've, I won't say I've outgrown peanuts in the shell, but like, I it's just, a simple it's not, question, Eric. Yes or no? Is it the only place you should eat peanuts in the shell? Sure. <laughs> well, oh, now, okay, yes. So. My answer I, is no, because nowhere you should eat them nowhere because they're weird. And also, I there's there's a certain like arrogance to it if you're even at a ballpark, even though it's accepted. You're like, someone clean my mess. <laughs> <laughs> just like really, like I don't know. It just it just feels weird. Yeah, not a yeah. not the biggest. I don't hate peanuts. I like peanut butter, but sure. I, I don't want it crunchy, and because it tastes like it tastes closer to the peanuts. I'm very mad at Charles Schultz for not for for not removing the shells before he introduced peanuts to the world. <laughs> or he could have just called it almonds. That's a good bet. It's all right. Um, it's 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 pretty good. And we're gonna get letters that peanuts peanuts are a laguna. They're not a nut. Yeah. I know. Oh come on. I know. Yeah. I, but anyway, <laughs> on to hot dogs. Yeah, but now, now let's go on to the real question here. Yeah. Let's the, the the are we going to do a tier list? Are we going to draft so hot dogs? We, like, what we, are we going to do here? Weirdly, you know what I like to put on a hot dog is peanut shells. <laughs> so that's no, that is weird. Um, yeah, no. Um, this is a good question. So, at a ballpark, I mm, think that's an important. I like I like well, that, like that you led that. No, because no, I think that's. Go ahead. What I was going to say is, at a ballpark, I I would prefer it to be less messy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I, I would mm-hmm. av- I would avoid a chili dog at a ballpark. You, you're you're reason. right where I'm going. No, that said, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen me eat anything, but I'm a messy eater. So even if I attempt to simplify it, it's going to get all over me. And let me and let me and let me tell you something. Uh, mustard yeah. does not get out of a white Dodger jersey easily at all. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, why. I, that's why I only wear yellow these days. When I, <laughs> when I go to a ball, no, um. uh, so at a ballpark, yeah, I am. Uh, I mentioned this when talking with uh, producer Brian, uh, a fan of the Mets. So I mentioned that the, my favorite part of City Field was that I could get like it's like stewed onions. It was something like it was really, oh, really good grilled onions, and they were just out on the condiment bar. You didn't have to ask Amazing. for them. Um, so get at a ballpark onions. Um, ketchup and mustard, maybe relish if I'm feeling it, but usually not. Just those sta- that standard three. If the onions are grilled, all the better. Um, but then just uh, any. If we're just outside, I love a good chili cheese coney. Uh, Sonic. It's the uh, uh, Sonic is fine as a fast food place. Uh, sure, they're everywhere here. I know there's a few in Southern California, but the chili cheese coney there, pretty per- pretty perfect. Add mustard to it, you're you're good to go. Um, my cousin, um, this was years ago and he still does it, but like he was the first person I knew that put mustard on chili dogs. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I tried like, that's not weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, so no, I, I love a chili dog too. Um, so this is probably a strictly Wiener schnitzel thing because I Mm. think they use cheese sauce and it's not like good cheese sauce. Oh, I love not good cheese sauce though. So, but I, in some cases, I do like, um, like at a ballpark, for instance. But no, I sent you uh, the picture of Domino's now has nacho cheese. Oh, that's, that's right. But it's, it's like it's nacho cheese, cheese and then in, in like in a font far bigger than you would expect on the like we technically have to put this font. I don't know if maybe the laws change where no, you can't do the tiny font for this. It's uh, God, I sent you the picture. I believe it's uh, processed. Uh, uh, processed cheese product with nacho spices 
Um, <laughs> that's right. that, send yeah, that I picture remember. I sent you. There we go. So, Pasteurized processed cheese product with nacho spices. There you but go. But I will say, if if I'm having a, a chili dog like at home or I'm making it myself, I would prefer putting shredded cheese on it. And it, it's it, obviously it's going to be messy, but I, I know that going in. Um, but if I'm if I'm, I'm trying to think, so add it well. I don't like putting like raw onions on the hot dog. I prefer it grilled. I would I, grilled I prefer nothing. it grilled, but I would definitely I still will put raw raw onions on it for, for sure. some reason. I think I don't know exactly why. I I'm not a big relish fan. Um but I will enjoy like um putting a like a pickle. Yeah. Um and pre- sometimes preferably a, a chopped up pickle which is essentially relish but like it's not <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I see what you're saying i know what you mean it's a little bit more of a crunch i like yeah. so i like that in there so if i if i'm making a hot dog i would probably go um mustard for sure grilled onions sauerkraut and chopped pickles okay i, I that, see that's, that that's that's probably what i would i do. definitely if i'm at like you know a, a quick trip or uh where i have any condiments i want yeah. Uh, uh, ketchup, mustard. Sorry, I put ketchup. I know some people. I like ketchup. Fan. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, and then some something uh, pickled, and that can be a pickle. It could be uh, like pickled jalapenos. Another mm. another another oh, good that choice. Would be excellent. Yeah. Uh, and some sort of onion, and then yeah, if I'm feeling it, maybe maybe some cheese, cheese of some kind. So uh, there's this other aspect here in the press box. Um, Around the fifth inning, they put out the Dodger dogs mm-hmm. in the back of the press box. And they're usually now out, like where they're just, it's like um, a catering tray of cooked Dodger dogs. And then they have the buns and you put it in yourself, mm-hmm. as opposed to like leftover wrapped Dodger dogs mm-hmm. from the concourse, right? But what they have is other stuff you can put out. Sometimes they have like the little, um, like tubs of, or like a tub of chili and a tub of cheese that you Whoa. can make your own. Whoa. So I've done that. However, my go-to, if I just am like, oh man, I'm really hungry. I just want to go grab a Dodger or two, um, <laughs> is what I, they, they have, um, sriracha. Um, they also have, usually have like Tabasco out. So I'll put one of those and mustard as a quick thing. Sure. And then I'll just eat that. And then that, that, that's, that, that tight me over i would yeah similar i haven't done that on a hot dog but on sandwiches i will mix like a hot sauce and a mustard real quick and yeah it, it, it ends up and like and like i said i like ketchup as well and and perfect and ketchup and mustard is a great combo like just generally um but like having like i think the sriracha because of the thickness of it with the mustard like that sort of satisfies that familiar i think um texture so like i think that's why i like it but Man, now I want hot dogs. <laughs> so, uh, fun times. Well, uh, open days around the corner, so you'll get one. Our, our, I'm sure our listeners will partake in one way or the other. I Like I mentioned, I will be tomorrow or Monday and uh, probably opening day as well, which I am is going Thursday, to, not Wednesday. I'm going to the first two games of the freeway series, so I'm, I am positive I will have at least one hot dog over the next couple of days, and then also I'll be at the first series, so it should be fun. But yeah, that's it. Um, Dodgers opening day roster is pretty much set. You have very bizarre um, positional trivia for opening day that I did okay on. <laughs> and 
uh, yeah, but that that's kind of it. I hope you enjoy the season. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. We are now the three inning save, which you probably already know since you've downloaded this, but spread it up, spread it to others. Leave us a review. We are part of the fans first sports network now. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you again. Um,